This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, fasten your seatbelts. And if you're in a vehicle, you should already be fastened. If but, you're not, uh, how dare you? Click, how dare you? Click. All right, yeah. good. We got them all. Follow the rules and all regulations. All of them are, are fastened. Um, but if you are not, of the road. highly recommend that you sit down for this one. Um, if you're at a cubicle, nice job. This is going to be a wild ride. Yeah, for, for I mean, I don't know how long this segment's going to take. In honesty, I, I'm not sure. It could be over two seconds. I don't know where I'm going to necessarily go and what words are going to come out of my mouth, but uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. 402-464-5685, the Honda Vic and Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Here we go. But both of those open for you guys the uh, the entire way here. And definitely want your thoughts on this because um, I, I tweeted this out just a little bit ago. Did a deep dive for the most part, on the college basketball net rankings, the NET. Um, it, as most of you know, Nebraska men's basketball comes in in the 95th, 96th uh, spot. Um, one of those, it was 95th, I believe, after they beat Iowa on Sunday. And according to the uh, the official net website, they have dropped a spot since Sunday to 96th. So, um, and, but now if you also look at like NET or excuse me, NIT, uh, tournament predictions, Nebraska's hosting Villanova in one of them and in Nebraska's on the bubble in another. And so there's just a lot of uncertainty surrounding Nebraska men's basketball right, right now. Um, as we know, they're, they're a game above 500. They are the 11 seed in the big 10 tournament and they're nine and 11 in the conference. So I, I went through and, and, and there's been a lot to make a lot made, I should say of Teams that may be higher than Nebraska, Ohio State's the first one mentioned a lot of times because Ohio State is uh, 30 plus spots higher than Nebraska and they don't have nearly as good of a resume as the Huskers do. And Nebraska, I don't want to I don't want to come this come across as like Nebraska has this glorious resume that they should be considered for the NCAA tournament, but they should. But what I'm getting at is that when you are the NCAA committee, and two things, the net is going to it is the thing that the the committee looks at the most and takes with the biggest grain of salt when they decide who is going to make the big dance. This is an issue. And number two, when the NCAA committee comes out and says that they're going to take into consideration missed calls in games, if I don't know if you saw this, Rico. The committee has confirmed that they're going to use the questionable call that Rutgers had against Ohio State in their loss when they're talking about Rutgers' resume. They're going to consider the questionable call made at the end of the game against Ohio State in looking at their resume. Resume. You're going to take the human error of the Bingo. referees and use it against teams 
when it is in fact not their fault yeah. that these referees made whatever mistakes they ended up making. And if you're going to do that, that means that you have to look at you, you look literally at every single call every that was made, single game and every close call that was and made in every exactly. single NCAA tournament team's games and take that into account. I find that highly unlikely and very suspect of the NCAA tournament committee. So I will I will find the the official tweet here. Um it came from a Rutgers uh a guy that covers the Rutgers athletics. Um here is the the official tweet from it. The NCAA Tournament Selection Committee has confirmed that they will consider Rutgers' controversial loss to Ohio State as part of their resume. The Big Ten officially said the winning shot should not have counted. If Rutgers won, it would have been a road quad one victory. So after a controversial loss. So now we get text, and rightfully so, Mm -hmm. from OG Les Lancaster. So they're taking into consideration that call at the end of the Nebraska-Purdue game. Doubt it. They're not. But... Once again, as Byron talks about on the text line as well, system is flawed. And so that's what this net was supposed to do, mm-hmm. was supposed to straighten everything out, make everything ironclad, make it figured out, make it organized, right? To where it's, hey, depending on people or other programs, net rankings in this system, we're all going to use the same system, depending on... Their ranking, it depend, it determines if it's a quad one win, if it's a quad two loss, if it's a quad four win, and you put weight into each quad and each record from each quad, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So let's just go down the let's just go down the list. We can get right to it. 402-464-5685. And once again, and as Byron points out on the text line in a separate text, winning is everything. Winning is all that matters. And it yes, that's be. truth. Here we go. Nebraska's right. Nebraska's. This is there from the official. It's it's called WarrenNolan.com. Here is their net or their their net statistics. They're ninety sixth in the net right now, or excuse me, ninety second in the net right now. They are four and ten in quad one games, three and five in quad two games, two and zero oh in quad three, and seven and zero oh in quad four. All right. They don't um, have a bad loss. There's a couple bad losses in terms of like margins. Well, yeah, but right? I mean, if you're talking like quads, in terms of quads, no. And and four and ten in quad one's not bad. Nebraska's strength of schedule is also 36. That's something else to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, while we go through this, Nebraska in their last ten games, they are six and four, and they went on that four game winning streak as well. Since in those last ten games. Nebraska has dropped one spot, so I want I want that I want that to be a thing as well. Doesn't really make much sense. So sure. the biggest one that's been kind of talked about in, uh, in in connection to Nebraska, Ohio State. Ne- Ohio State, Nebraska once again was ninety second in the net. Ohio State is sixty third. You also know that Ohio State is the thirteen seed in the Big Ten Conference. And here is how Ohio State's net statistics pan out. They are two and eight in their last ten games. They are two and twelve in quad one games, five and four in quad two, zero and one in quad three, and they have a quad four loss. Their strength of schedule is five spots higher than Nebraska, 
and their net ranking is 29 spots higher than Nebraska. All right, so there's, there's Ohio State. They also have a losing record overall. Yes. 13 and a, a worse record than Nebraska. Yes. In the same conference. Yes. We'll stay within the conference and go to Michigan. Michigan, 17 and 14 on the year. They have a strength of schedule that is eight spots higher than Nebraska. They are 54th in the net, and their quad records are, are broken down. In quad one, they are 3 and 11. In quad two, they are 5 and 2. And then they have a quad four loss as well. Um, that quad four loss came at home back on December 29th to Central Michigan, who is 8 and 21 this year. So that one's not as bad. Once again, Michigan's are, uh, net 54th. Here's where things kind of get bad when you go outside the conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we will go ahead and skip that one. And we will do Texas Tech. 16 and 15 overall. They are 5 and 13 in the Big 12 Conference this season. Nebraska's strength of schedule, I mentioned, was 36th. Texas Tech is 61st. Mm. And Texas Tech ranks, let's see, quick math, quick math, 38 spots ahead of them in the net. One spot below Michigan. Yeah. Yes. And so here we are, Texas Tech once again, with the 61st strength of schedule. They are 5-12 and 12 in quad one games, 0-3 in quad two games, and they are 11-0 in quad three and quad four combined. Um, they are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, but once again, they have one more win and two more losses in quad one than Nebraska. They are also they have a worse record in quad two than Nebraska, and they are thirty some spots ahead of Nebraska in the net. Now, Rico, yes, these these two are probably going to ruffle some feathers. Ooh, fun. Okay, let's go to the Pac-12 conference, where the basketball is not that great. You have UCLA. I think you it's have, great. You have UCLA and Arizona. All right, you have UCLA and Arizona. And the first team that we will look at, these were the two that annoyed me the most. That annoyed me the most. Mm-hmm. Because once again, when, when you are the NCAA tournament committee or you are the NIT committee, you look at the net to figure out who you want to put in. And obviously, you look at resumes, and you probably look a little bit deeper than just the net numbers, right? You look at strength of schedule. You look at records against quad one, quad two, quad three. And, and just for a reminder, Nebraska, 92nd in the net. They have the 36th hardest schedule in the country. They are 4 and 10 against quad 1 and 3 and 5 against quad 2 and then 9 and 0 against quad 3 and 4. And in case anybody's wondering, I just wanted to look this up in case yeah. anybody's wondering what the net takes into account, how the net rankings work. Um, so RPI calculates um, the ratings power index made up of three components: a team's winning percentage, average opponent's winning percentage, and average opponent's opponent's winning percentage. Okay. The net includes more than just winning percentage. It takes into account game results, strength of schedule, game location, so home, road, yep. neutral, scoring margin, net offensive and defensive efficiency, and the quality of the wins and the losses. Those are the quads. Mm-hmm. So it'll take into account where you played, how bad you lost, how much you won by, and how good um, the opposing team's offense and defense is rated at the time. So let's go to the Pac-12 here. The Colorado Buffaloes. 
They are 71st in the net, so 21 spots ahead of Nebraska. They are 16 and 15 on the year, so same record as or yeah, same record as Nebraska. Nebraska's quad one record four and ten. Colorado's three and six. Mm. Nebraska's quad two record three and five. Colorado's three and four. So a little bit better there, supposedly. All right, so I guess. Mm-hmm. Then you have, or excuse me, that's not Colorado's. Colorado's is four and four. Quad three. Colorado is five and four, and Nebraska is two and zero. Oh. In quad four, Colorado is four and one, while Nebraska is seven and zero. Oh. And that is good. I should also add Colorado's strength of schedule: twelve spots behind Nebraska, mm. and Colorado is twenty-one spots ahead of them in the overall net. Make it make sense. Now, last one. This is the one where you're really going to say make it make sense. Now, I can look at, so, you know, I was talking about where the game is played. Mm-hmm. Colorado is 2-9 and nine on the road, 2-2 two and two at neutral site games, and 12-4 and four at home. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but those are those rankings. Well, Nebraska, 11-4 and four at home, 4-9 mm-hmm. and nine on the road, mm-hmm. and 1-2 and two in neutral site. They're pretty much similar road. Really they're, similar. They're, they're similar all around. Home, neutral road. But, but something in their... And it's not, it's not, and that's where I, I don't understand necessarily because when you look at the conference, the Pac 12 is not highly respected, as highly respected, I should say, mm-hmm. as the big, as the big 10 or the, even the big 12, you, you have UCLA at the top and then you have Arizona as well. It's not, you don't, you don't have Remy Martin at Arizona state. You don't, you don't have these, these top, you obviously like if you're the big 12, you have Baylor and you have Kansas that are in top 15 every year. They're in the Elite Eight every year. They have a team, whatever. Mm-hmm. I understand maybe the postseason hasn't been great for the Big Ten Conference, but here we are. From top to bottom, Big Ten Conference is one of the best in the Power Six. Mm, I have two games that might be carrying Colorado. They beat Tennessee by 12, okay. third game of the year. And they beat Texas A&M, who was 24th at the time, 103-75. to 75. Dang. Look at that. So those scoring the, margins. They beat that them at the Myrtle Beach Invitational, mm-hmm. which helps. Tennessee was at home as well. Mm-hmm. And any, or excuse me, Tennessee is third in the net. So the scoring margin. And when they win, they usually win pretty big. So um, that could be a part of it. Here's, here's this one for you, Rico, and, and you can dive deep in this one too. The Utah Utes. This is the one you might recognize the head coach's name, Craig Smith, former Nebraska assistant under Tim Miles. Um, He was, interestingly enough, he was at Utah State last year, and now it's his first year at Utah. He went from Utah State, got a new job to Utah. Stayed in the state. Yeah, stayed in the state. Um, But here we are. So Utah on the year, and this is the last team before we get to break, Mm -hmm. 17 and 14 overall. They are 3 and 7 in their last 10 games. They have not dropped a single spot in their last 10 games in the net. Mm -hmm. They have lost five in a row, and they are listed 18 spots ahead of Nebraska. Now, here's where it really gets funky. Nebraska, I mentioned, 4-10 and in quad one. Utah, 2-9. and Utah, in quad two games, is 3-4. and Nebraska, three and four. Or three and five, rather, excuse me. Mm-hmm. In quad three and four games, Utah has lost a game. Nebraska has not. 
Nebraska has the 36th hardest schedule in the country. Utah has the 126th hardest schedule in the country. Yeah, there's not uh, not a lot of crazy on this what, schedule. What is going on? Their first four games, Long, this, Long Island, Bakersfield, Idaho State, Sam Houston. They lost to Sam Houston. This, this, is, what, this is what we're using. And nobody knows... Yes, we know maybe what it what it takes into account. But Nick, they beat Arizona. It, I understand that it takes maybe what is into account. Mm-hmm. But if you want to include strength of schedule, if you want to include all the quad one through four records as well, you want to. Imp- I get that. But make it make sense on how a Utah team that is three games above five hundred in a conference that is not as good as the Big Ten has been 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games and not dropped a single spot and has a, a strength of schedule that is about 90 spots behind somebody and you're putting them 20 some, or 18 spots ahead in the net, in, in, the, in, the, in the category, in the conversation that you use to fill out your postseason bracket? Whether that's NCAA tournament, whether that's NIT, it, it's, it's, it's crazazy. It's in, it's insane. I don't I don't know how we make that makes sense to where you say that maybe the non-con matters, whether strength of schedule matters, when you want to talk about quad 1, quad 2 wins matter. I mean, this is this could be something to where not with Nebraska and Utah, but I'm sure if you dove deep enough and you spend enough time on it, you could find somebody that's right on the brink of that 64th spot in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. somebody that's right on the bubble that has a better resume, better statistics according to the net, according to the statistics that they use, whether that's strength of schedule, quad one through four wins, whatever it may be, that has a similar if not better strength of or excuse me, statistic, set of statistics than a team that is accordingly in the tournament. Automatically in it. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't get it. This is why we got rid of the RPI. This is why we don't use the RPI anymore. It's because it can be faulty. Same thing with college football. This is why we want the eye test to have a thing, to be a thing. This is why we don't want just computers generating it. What what do we want? Make it make sense. Figure out a model. And once again, as we prefaced at the beginning of the segment... I'm not vi- I'm not fighting for Nebraska to be in the NCAA tournament saying, ah, they're 4-10 in quad one. I understand that. I get that. I, they've had some bad losses. They've had some, some, or I should say, losses by wide margins, things like that. But at the end of the day, they've also been taking care of business recently. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games, and they have the 36th hardest schedule in the conference. Now, I did mention that the net also takes into account net scoring margin and net defensive rankings or whatever. Um Utah, for what it's worth, is better than Nebraska in points per game and points allowed per game. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a margin. Uh, Utah averages 69 points a game. Nebraska averages 68 uh, points allowed. Utah is giving up 63. Nebraska is giving up 70. Okay. So a little bit. A little bit. A little bit of discrepancy. But but not that much. And and once again, I, I don't know. And maybe this is how the, the, the college basketball world is now or just collegiate athletics world is. And if you're not a staple in that sport, then you don't get talked about, you don't get respect, that maybe that's it. I mean, that's I mean, think of, if you think about college football playoff discussions, I mean, that's why TCU wasn't I mean, there are people thinking that TCU wasn't going to make it. It's because mm-hmm. ah, it's TCU. It's the same teams. It has to be the same teams. Right? That's what they want. But 
I just think, unfortunately, I mean, Doug and Lincoln says this on the text line, Colorado has five quad three and four losses combined and is ahead of us, and they have the same exact record overall. Yep. And so it's just really confusing when you kind of – there were six programs. I'll I'll try to list them off. I already closed the tabs. Florida, Utah, Colorado, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas Tech. That Nebraska has – very similar, if not better, resumes, better quad wins, better uh, strength of schedule than those six programs, mm-hmm. and they are all more than eighteen spots ahead of them in the net. I, I, I and maybe there's something out there that everybody is missing, that everybody is missing. But I mean, obviously, you have Ohio State, who is two spots below you in the conference, but in the sixties in the net. Mm-hmm. When it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, Villanova, who, according to the latest um, latest projections for the uh, NIT Nebraska would be hosting, is 12 spots above Nebraska at 80. Mm-hmm. And it's the same overall record. Uh, they're one game better on the road. Uh, neutral site, they have one more loss. At home, they're pretty much the same. And through the quads, they're pretty much the same. Well, it's like, and now, and now we're going to have twelve spots higher. And now, now this now committee is going to come out and confirm that they're going to take into account a controversial loss at the end of a game for Rutgers. Why are we why worried just, about it? Why, why are we Rutgers? worried about it? Because Rutgers is right on the bubble. They're forty first. That, that's why. That that like, I I just don't understand. Once again. The continuity, do you, do you want to be consistent? And do you want to avoid controversy, I guess, would be the good word? Yeah. When you make decisions, when you put teams in the bubble, when you put teams in the bracket, do you want to avoid that? Well, then figure something out that was supposed to be like the net because now we find ourselves a couple years after the net is installed and utilized for a significant amount of time that there's discrepancies in that and that it's flawed to begin with. And so, Nebraska here, by by according to their quad wins, according to um, strength of schedule, according to their net statistics, should be in the NIT. Should be in the NIT. But here we are, technically, 96th in the country in the net, on the outside looking in if you're Nebraska. When none of it makes sense in a team like Ohio State is in the 60s. Or a team like Utah is in the 70s. Or a team like Colorado is in the 60s. Just makes no sense. Don't, don't understand it. Um, and then you have, once again, committees coming out and saying you're going to review controversial calls. If teams look deep enough, they can always find a controversial call. Whether it's block charge, whether it's be a shot, whether it be whatever it may be. You can always find something. And if we're going to do that, then that's just a... a a hope and pray, kind of chuck it up there, see if, if something, something sticks for, for, the, uh, for the conference. Let's take a break. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.